here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> you can't oh. say like the most hilarious stuff and then press record. Okay. Yes, I can. Well, it wasn't even that funny. I think it's just you and I, so it's funny. Things funny. <laughs> yes. Our inner children are ready to play. Okay, playing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 14 of Evolving Us. I'm Ashley. I'm Julia. And we ready. Oh, yes, <laughs> we are ready to tell the world so many things. Y'all, we had a few weeks off and that was like the hardest few weeks of my life just because I didn't get to freaking speak my mind and speak my truth <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> It does make it different, doesn't it? Versus like a non-recorded conversation. Yeah. And I think that we should download the some app in our phone where like we can actually record some of our calls and publish those too because I think regardless if we're sitting here on this damn dashboard, there's some real that goes down on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, like I think about every time that I'm on a walk and we have a conversation I'm like, man, this should really be the podcast. It's like the portal to the universe when you're on a walk. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's the so portals. true. All the portals. And when you're on a walk and we're talking, you're in a different environment. So I think different things come up, which leads me to what we're going to talk about today, which is simply the present moment. That's what we're going to talk about today, the present moment. Let's talk about right now right now right here right now right here right now um <clears throat> i was listening to uh this ram das recording and uh he has such a special place in my heart uh because a lot of my initial spiritual awakening happened just listening to a lot of his uh recordings and a lot of his stuff you know in the meat of it because now he's passed away the meat of it was you know, in the 80s and the 90s, and I was just a baby, not even born yet during that time. So it's really beautiful to listen to uh, stuff that was recorded so long ago and have it so incredibly applicable that it floors you to today. And it just is another reminder that no matter what kind of spiritual conversation we're having, no matter what, it's all the exact same thing repackaged and repurposed. So, for example, when we had Charlotte in for our um, our history of yoga and philosophy of yoga lecture in our teacher training, um, she was talking so much about how, like, all of the self-help concepts, everything that comes out nowadays is literally like the yoga sutras repackaged. And I agree with it so much because this stuff been around forever and the reason why it hits good is because it's stuff that we already know innately in our conscious being, like, our, like we're all just spirit. So when we hear something that resonates, it's not because it's like being told to us the first time we're learning. We're hearing it because it's something that we deeply know to be true in our soul and our spirit. And then we're just able to align with it, to resonate with it, to pick it up and be like, oh my God, that's so true. Like, wow, I never thought of it that way. It's like, no, you actually did. Like you actually know this in your soul. So many nuggets right now. Um. <laughs> so many nuggets. It's already ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah. But yes, I want to tell you about what the um, recording was. And uh, it was one of his older ones. 
to life. And um, it, the first section of it, the 45 minute recording and what he talks about, a lot of it is about death, but a lot of it is also about the moments. And he's like, every moment in every single moment contains your entire past, your entire future, your entire present, every emotion you've ever had and every experience you've ever had right here, right now. And that was so aha uh -huh for me, but like mind boggling, but also like, yes, I know this, um, especially because we sit in our being and ourselves anticipating what's next or afraid of what came before. And then that taints our reality or our the, the lens in which or the glasses in which we're looking at each situation. And so we're showing up to an experience actually with something else on our head and heart than what is actually real in this moment. And that's natural, like we're human. So it's biology, it's neurology, it's, it's completely in our DNA to, to learn and then to create lenses and filters as we learn. Like that's what the human brain does. It, uh, in NLP, we say it deletes, distorts, and generalizes all of the information that it has in order to make sense of things because we take in so much information in any given moment. So one of the ways uh, it spoke about too in this recording is like, <laughs> we'll be bopping around like, I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. Look at my children. Look at my life. Everything is so amazing. And we can be in this state of gratitude in one moment. And then all of a sudden we feel a toothache and then everything is about fear. We, I have to fix this. When is the dentist open? Fear, fear, fear. <laughs> what if it never goes away? What if I'm always going to be in pain? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of the blessing, gratitude feeling goes away. And so what he shared is just that in that moment, the toothache and the blessing was all present. But it's which one are we focused on each moment? Mm -hmm. That's the one that's vibrationally present. That's the one that's active. That's the one that's available to us. And then all of the feelings we experience in response to what we're paying attention to are the things that direct our behaviors, actions, and beliefs, and like what we respond, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. And this also reminds me of something that I listened to this week, and it was actually uh, Deepak Chopra in another podcast, just a clip, and he was saying how we're innately programmed to just recognize the negative in situations, mm -hmm. but so therefore the work is innately, the work that we put into ourselves and to being present and being aligned with our truth is actually rewiring our thinking, right? And just like reframing the position that we already innately are in, which is by default, the negative. Yeah, negativity bias. We're always looking for that darkness. The light is lit. Come to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> and it's crazy though, it. right? Because it's like in being present and focusing on aspects that do lead us to be more present and more focused and more in tune with who we are and, you know, away from all the noise that the world and the media and all these modern day things lead us to being in front of at the end of the day it's like you have choice and even though we may be 
constantly working to be present and, you know, have practices that lead us to being more present at the end of the day, it is still work to rewire mm. yourself to make a choice to not necessarily think positive or negative, but to stay focused on what is. So my point in saying this is, even though in, I think a lot of what we are into and how we lead our lives, being in the work, self-improvement, list all the words here of what we do, it's still a lot of conscious effort, even though a lot of what you mentioned, for example, is subconscious too, right? So to access the subconscious and the innate truth that we all have, it takes consciousness in this moment to focus on that. Yes, totally. It does, but it's like, do you want to expend energy in suffering or do you want to expend energy in curiosity? Because the curiosity really, it's asking yourself questions is what makes you present. This mm -hmm. is something, a quote that uh, one of the girls in my peer groups shared, one of the women in my peer group in my 300 hours, she said, being present when you're meditating, being present is the moment you realize you're not present. Mm -hmm. So you know when you're meditating and like you're just sitting there and all of a sudden like you're focusing on your breath and then all of a sudden your mind like is like, oh, what about what I'm doing later? Da, 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 da. And then you catch yourself and you're like, wait, I'm meditating right now. Hold on. And then you put it on hold and you bring your mind back here and you're like, okay, I'm going to take a breath. I'm just going to try it again. That's the that's what presence is. It's noticing when you're not present. And so I think catching ourselves in a moment's notice is a more challenging option but where do you want to expend your energy if that's a conscious choice too? So what I think is interesting is that we have this incredibly wired system where we feel emotion. And if we feel an emotion come up, that is an invitation to be present. So it's like unless you have an emotionally charged moment, a lot of times you are pretty present. Like you might have a lot of things you're thinking about. But it's like when you get that hit of charge of like, oh, I'm feeling something specific here, we will usually distract ourselves and not be present. We'll <laughs> usually find something else to do. Like for example, just protecting um, all identities here. We have someone that I love so dearly. We love so dearly just navigating a breakup. And she was sharing that she – all she wanted to do was like work and work and work and distract herself and put her head into what she was – assigned to do based on culture and society for the day. And it's like sitting with your own feeling and navigating your own shit in the middle of something that might feel really heartbreaking is the biggest gift you can give yourself because if you have an emotion that's present, to move away from it doesn't mean that you just get to be free of it. It actually means that you're putting it in a lockbox with a key in the center of your heart and you're saying – you just hang out here because I'm not actually ready to navigate you. And it doesn't dissipate. It's just stored. And so being present with what am I feeling right now? I know society is asking me to do something different than what I need to do right now, but I'm actually going to choose this differently because it's like we're not here just to like get, get by. Like we're not here to just like figure it out, show up to work and get through the day and get through the year and get through the life and get through getting married, get through having kids, get through whatever the fuck we think we're supposed to get through. 
it's like, what is it really about? And sometimes it's about having boundaries enough to say like, sorry, no, I'm taking the day off because I actually have to navigate my internal system and my internal being. Like we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So as much as we want to fuck around and act like this shit matters, like none of it matters. None of it matters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I learn a lot from Augie because I see him bopping around and he's so fucking present. Sniffing the flower and then he's pooping and then he's like squirrel. And then it's like there is no preconceived notion of like, well, sometimes he's afraid. He's afraid of hydro flasks. When they drop, he jumps like five feet. I can't. <laughs> for the most part, like he's a really present dude. And I learn a lot from that information as far as like what's most important in this moment. What do I really want in this moment? What am I actually yeah. feeling in this moment? Well, and and even like thinking about that example you just gave, um, I think that especially when we're navigating big emotions, we, it's kind of like this, uh, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine kind of statement <laughs> um, where we're so something I've been thinking about a lot lately is just about how we're, I'm relearning to just listen to the inside versus the influence by the outside. And, you know, just kind of everything in life feels like that I've learned is kind of reversed than how it should be. And I think about that story that you just conveyed and it's like, the I'm fine when the big emotion comes up and just putting it aside is, what we've learned to do, you know, it's like, I think about so many different instances where there's been blow ups in the home in the morning where it's like the kids couldn't get their shit together and they have to go to school and just like, everything's fine. Like nothing happened when it was like mm. such an emotionally charged morning. And it's like, we're so influenced by the external, by having to show up to work, even though we're sick or not feeling well inside. Um, that we just, like that example I just gave about my kids, it's like, what's going to happen if they're five, 10 minutes late to work? That's what I, I was mean, thinking when you were just saying that, you know, like, what if, like, like, I know you don't want to train your kids, like, oh, if you're dealing with an emotion, everything else can wait and like, don't show up to your job type shit. Like, mm -hmm. obviously we need to teach children and, and have them grow up in an environment where they can manage their emotions. However, the expectations of them at that age are so high around like they're still figuring out their emotional balance. So like you tell them, oh, we're just going to be late to school because like we actually have to sit and process this. Like how does that even look long term? And then and then you teach them something that's opposite of what society wants. And then all of a sudden like you want to be a contributing parent, but you also want to do what's right even though no one else in the world is fucking doing that. I actually just realized right now as I'm using this like very – it seems small, but practical example that has shown up in my life that I am teaching my kids to do everything that we're trying to unlearn. Whoa. So, but, the, but in the, yes, in I know we're trying to unlearn present. it, but how, how is it that we could teach that, but also be like, by the way, no one in the world around you is going to do this. You know, like, where's the fucking balance? Where's the balance that 
other people show up to this way of being too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, cause you've mentioned Augie, it made me think about my kids because <laughs> it's the same <laughs> thing. But I, another example of like being present and in tune and just like honoring your feelings made me think about last Friday where I waited to go get my nails done. Cause I know my youngest likes to go and she likes that experience and she likes to get her nails done. She likes to get her hair done. And so I waited for her and I picked her up from school and my oldest was on a play date. So I was like, Oh, it'll just be a special time for us to go get our nails done. And I went to go pick her up and she had a sub that I got there early and saw how the sub was managing the kids, which wasn't bad. It was just like, she was older. She, 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 I actually found out later came out of retirement to be subbing. Um, so like, Anyways, I picked up my daughter and she was like, I'm just so tired. And I was like, oh, wow, it looks like you had to use a lot of your energy today. Um, which, by the way, it's fine. Like, kids need to learn that, you know, A, shit happens. You'll get a sub that isn't, you're not used to that. Like, just like one day someone's out on your team at work and you have to pick up the slack. You know, like these things mm-hmm. happen. But in that moment, like, I so badly wanted to go get my nails done. But like that in the grand scheme of things didn't really matter. And I wanted to honor and recognize what she was feeling, which, you know, she was like, she is someone who is always filled with energy. I mean, she's seven years old. And so when I recognized that, like, oh, like, she's like, I'm tired. I was like, and I just saw what I saw. I was very present and in tune and like, okay, like, let's help her manage the situation. And she just could probably recognize, like, I'm just so tired, but like, not that she needs to know what it's, you know, caused by, but I think that pausing in moments of needing recharge is so important to learn, even Mm. at a young age. And so how do you recharge? Like, you know, obviously you rest and you give yourself the grace to be present with yourself, which at the end of the day is everything that we're already talking about now, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I mean, there's no manual for freaking parenthood, which sucks. I wish there were. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, there's no right answer. And I think what you mentioned is like my biggest dilemma of life. It's like, I want to teach my child resilience, but I also want to honor where they're at. I want them to feel seen and safe. And it's like, what moments do you choose to give them grace? as you would yourself and as you should yourself um, and versus like creating excuses. And it's very situational. And that's why I'm like, Oh, I wish there were a manual in parenthood because it's like, there's no, I have no answer to tell you I would have done something differently or I could have done something differently. Um, For sure. You always have a different choice to make, but what's the difference that makes the difference. It's that moment that you choose to make it. A choice that's not the one you would innately be drawn to when you're talking about kids right now but like let's let's be honest we're talking about everything everyone because everything yeah. is so connected like when do you say I'm gonna suck it up and show up and when do you say I'm gonna pause and just be present here um I guess it depends on what your life goals are you know like how conscious are you how much how important is it for you to get ahead at work versus how important is it for you to stay connected spiritually? Like what are your core values? And that always comes down to that. However, 
I do think that um, we tend to live on the coattail of our joyful experiences, meaning, Mm -hmm. oh, I have this thing coming up, so I'm going to push, 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 like living for the weekend, you know, where it's, um, I can't wait for this next event, or I'm in preparation for this, or I'm coming down off that, versus what what being more present more often offers us is the chance to find smaller bouts of joy more often versus like big expansive bursts of joy in those bigger events or bigger moments in our life which yes there are huge moments of your life like getting married and graduating and like all these really big things a new relationship a new job those are exhilarating experiences and naturally a part of life however if spirituality is more about like the baseline, it's more about observation-based mentality, meditation, neutrality as much as possible. Even though we are celebrating those massive experiences and then even the dark experiences of like losing a loved one or breakups or getting fired or rejected or losing a friend, you know, things like that can be a little bit more challenging. Like the everyday small moments of gratitude and joy, like actually being present, I think makes those other things a little bit more enriching and a little bit more like a guidance system, a little more of a teacher. And in those each day moment to moment pieces of gratitude, I think you're more easily able to recognize when you're not present. Well, yeah. And I think like that whole concept of like living for the weekend and like just pushing through so hard and wanting to just live out this uh, event that, you know, is going to happen, whether it's you're going out to dinner or you're going on a vacation or whatever, and not being focused on like the small pieces of joy in every day that you actually do have and have access to. It's like, once you realize that all that is like so within reach, the big Mm -hmm. moments of joy are less of a goal. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more like, this is my lifestyle. I live with gratitude. And I mean, let's be real. It's not kumbaya. I I have small pieces of joy in every day. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, what I want to convey is I don't think we're sitting here trying to preach like, if you do this, everything's going to be great, you know, but (laughs) I think it's more so, I just want to recognize like the humanness behind the actual experience because Mm. I actually had so many realizations this week. And I don't know if it's because of, you know, the retreat we had this weekend, which when you are in retreat, it's like so much condensed time, so much focused present time on what everyone is saying and what you're doing. But this week alone, just like with work, for example, like Monday, I was so bummed that I didn't take the day off of work uh, because I was like, man, I should have taken this day off just like knowing the amount of energy that goes into what I just experienced. Like, man, like, why didn't I do that? And then instead, I ended up being fine to work in the sense that I took it really slow Monday morning. I went for a really great walk and I did all these things that the night before that really did fill me up. And by the time I did get to my desk, I also like made it so I didn't have like such a crazy day. And then in all these different interactions and 
the way that, you know, certain challenges have presented themselves to me at work, I've actually found so much gratitude even since Monday, even today. I mean, every single day this week, I'm just like, man, I'm just so happy I have the work and I have my my practice and I have myself because no matter where you are, no matter what your situation you're encountering, what obstacle, it's like, if you can draw back into what joy is and that you can trust yourself, it's like, it's really that easy. 100%. I, yeah, I agree with you on that. And the moments that we're pulling from to be present are actually like so little. They're so minute. And sometimes it's you're on your computer and you're hammering away and then all of a sudden you realize like, whoa, I have like stress inside of me for no reason. Like I have this anxiety to like clear my inbox or respond to all these things. And it's just that moment of grace that's really simple of like, oh, let me just take a breath right now or let me close my computer for a second and just close my eyes and just be with myself and give yourself a little bit of time and space there. But yet – the urgency, the sense of urgency that the world we live in has puts us in a position where that's something that is so often overlooked and then we're in the state of burnout or constant like overwhelm and we don't even know how to manage it. Like it's like we're on – we're in our workflow and then we're like let me take a pause from my workflow and then we get on social media or something else that creates like internal stress. And for example um, one of our close friends on – you know in our in our team – navigating this a lot where she's always on the next project at work and it's always the next thing and it's always the next thing and all of her energy goes into anticipating the next thing and making sure it's like a kick-ass job and then and then after it's over then I'll you know show up for my yoga practice after be able to create a consistent daily meditation uh, routine and rhythm but it's like life is not about this then this it's about and that's what yoga is. Yoga is unity consciousness. It's bringing everything together to yoke. So like how can we live a conscious spiritual life if it's this or this and we're always having to pick and choose between two things and one of them usually feels good and one of them usually feels hard? Can't they both exist in the same place? I'm smiling so hard because <laughs> – yes. And also I just remembered this quote from – an article I read and because you were talking about stress going from one task to the other and just everything that you just mentioned and I remember that this quote that is stress is when you're not living out your passion so essentially what this means is the feeling of overwhelm and stress not pressure, because you could feel pressure and still execute and not feel stressed. But the feeling that we get of stress and overwhelm comes when we're further and further away from what actually drives our passion. Mm. And so when you, I was smiling when you were talking because A, I reminded, I remembered this quote and I was like, oh, I can't wait to share. But also, it's super humbling to think about that word stress in this way because we think that stress is when we're doing too much and getting too much and granted 
maybe that is so, but it's because we're putting our energy in a place where it's not where it needs to go or where we most feel aligned for it to be. Yeah, or we're like attached to a certain outcome. So we're stressed about it not being, not ending up that certain way. Or if I don't put all my energy in this, I won't be good enough. I won't complete this project successfully. I won't be, um, you know, present, whatever it is. Like here we are just kind of zooming out saying like, what is stress really? And similar to you, you know, I mean, I I did take the day off on Monday. um, But similar to you in the sense that I took it really easy is that Usually I have an agenda, like I have goals each day and I have things going on that are necessary. But what I found so interesting, especially about Monday, is that I feel like I got more done than I ever usually do. And it wasn't necessarily work-related. It was actually me just kind of catching up on some personal stuff and like some things that were lingering. I just like allowed myself without the urgency to do something to just show up to the things that I was like, I'm just going to give myself permission to like work on a few of these things. I got all my freaking taxes and like, what? That's like usually the thing I resist the most, <laughs> you know, but it was because I gave myself the permission to not do anything. And then I chose to do the things that I knew would give me the most peace. So while in the middle of doing taxes, like usually that would be a stressful situation. I felt peace because I was like, I'm just choosing this right now. Like, this is nice. I get to just choose this. And it even spilled a little over into yesterday too, where my energy was just different. I was willing to be more present with what I feel. Like I literally got acupuncture, I got my eyelashes done, and I led yoga nidra yesterday. And those are all incredibly relaxing things. Like I zonk out for pretty much all of those things. Obviously, I was leading yoga nidra, so not for that. But I did that and I did all my other work stuff and I just felt so connected because those were relaxing things that I enjoyed doing and I was present while I was doing them. So again, this and concept, it cannot exist in the same place. But too often, we choose being present or doing the things that make us feel good as a reward instead of a necessity. And that's where we're not present anymore. Yeah, and I'm smiling hard still again because that's how some people approach their practice. And I think it's like, after I get this thing done, I will then, you know, meditate. I will then do yoga. I will then X, Y, Z. You know, it's like, like it's a treat to self-maintenance, self-care. <laughs> I think it's I have it's to pull funny. something up too. You just made me think of something too. Um, I follow this uh, chick online that's like, she's dope. She's really cool. She's actually, I would consider, I guess her, she's like super connected with her followers, like really, really connected. But she posted this thing and it was, it hit me so hard. It was a testimonial that one of her clients sent to her and it. she said, I think being in the health and fitness industry and being a trainer or a coach, there's a stigma that you're already eating well and doing healthy things for yourself. But the reality was really the opposite for me and is so many, is for so many of my fellow colleagues. We are all tired, run down, eat like crap, stressed, dehydrated, overcaffeinated, not operating at or even near our full potential because we make the mistake of prioritizing our clients, members, classes, and staff over ourselves and then maybe serve ourselves some leftover scraps. So she just like went on to how her journey to feeling empowered again, the rise to feeling empowered again was so pertinent for her. And I I think not not just for wellness professionals, I think that's something we could all say for all of us, every industry, is that even though when you are kind of more in the work or more connected to your health, 
you might make different choices. But a lot of times those are the last choices we make above all the other things getting done. So or the other things getting done are above all those choices, for example. So like to, to be able to be present allows us the permission to zoom out and say, what does my body really want to eat right now? Mm-hmm. How much have I actually slept last night? Did I drink enough water? Am I guzzling coffee today? Am I mindlessly just focusing on the next task and being completely checked out of this present moment? And so for me, I mean, this is what I live and breathe, but of course I'm in the same boat where there are times I have to actually just sit and listen to my own advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that shifted for me so much in regards to like, uh, you know, just applying what you just said to my own life, what is around, you know, food choices and just like the way that I approach, like, what am I going to eat right now? It's, it's just like a different lens to be so present with what my choice is. Um, and I mean, I have to say it's just like so recent, I don't know, maybe six months. I don't know. I can't put a time on it, but um, there's like in, in giving yourself the opportunity to be present within that, there's also so much that you get out of it. I mean, it's like being present in every moment. It's not just like I'm present right now because I'm in my meditation. It's like literally in every aspect of life. And I think that we're just kind of, we kind of skim by that because it's like, okay, I'm going to be super present with like my partner. And I just want to be super present with my kids. And it's like, how are you being super present with yourself? And how does that manifest? And How are you making that choice every day? Maybe, you know, it depends on who you are, what you're working on and, you know, what really is close to your truth. But I think there's just so much opportunity to apply being present in in all aspects of our life throughout every single day. And it looks different for everybody. But one thing that is for sure is that if you do have a practice and you know, you do meditate every day, you do move every day, you are just kind of innately setting yourself up to be present in other aspects too. Well, I just had a light bulb too. And you said it depends on what you're working on. Because I think too often we have this standard for what well-being looks like or mental health looks like. And then as soon as the boxes are checked, we're like, I'm good. Got a good job, got a healthy relationship, blah, 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 or whatever for the most part. Most of the time you're not feeling suffering or agonizing discord in these areas. So all of a sudden you're like, we good. And so, yeah, it depends on what you're working on. But, like, make sure you're actually working on something, you know, because at the end of the day, like, when we feel complacent is when we actually miss the opportunity to be present. Because if you're present, you can kind of see almost like, a, you know, those infrared uh, goggles where it shows, like, the warmth of the body, like you can kind of use your infrared goggles to see the hot spots in your life of things that maybe you can pay a little more loving attention to, things that you can be, again, a little more present to. And we all always have something because change is always uh, constant and it's always happening. And another thing you said too is how can I be present with the people around me, but actually how can I – like the internal and external experiences of our life – are usually what tells us what's going on with the opposite. So 
you are working on being more present with yourself and setting boundaries and not being a people pleaser and actually speaking your truth and saying this is what I need in this moment because I'm touching base. But maybe you also actually need to be more present with your partner and they're actually saying and reading between the lines of the words and tuning into their feelings and being present there. Maybe you actually need to be more present with your family, with, you know, your parents or or someone like that. Or maybe you need to actually be more present when you're at work and not be multitasking all the time, being on one thing at one moment. How do I give my entire focus and my energy and my wisdom and my knowledge to this exact thing so that the outcome is fruitful? I mean, my relationship with my mom has really shifted lately and and I've it's it's insane to watch myself in the interactions with her now because it's so different. Like she'll say something that in the past would have triggered me, but I'm able to actually see through it. Where it's like she'll just be like, everyone disrespects me. No one listens to me. I don't want to go to dinner with you guys because everyone treats me like shit. And I'm like, everyone, really? And then I get all triggered because I'm like, we're working on our relationship. Don't you see all the effort I put in? You know, like all the stories come back of don't group me. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just see through what she's saying. And what she's saying is that she doesn't feel heard. Okay. Hey, can we just be present and open to this experience being different than any other experience? Can you at least trust me to do my best to shift this? And like responding differently, it's just like so much easier. And now I get texts of like, I love you and I hope you're having a great day instead of like, why haven't you called me? Mm-hmm. So sometimes being present means we actually have to read between the obvious And if you're so busy thinking about 17 things at once, you can't listen to the subtle layer because you're so busy trying to consume what's right in your face instead of what's underneath the space between, right? Yeah, this this made me just think about um, just like a tough conversation that my husband and I had the other day. And... I, my intention was to fully listen to what he had to say instead of having an agenda of what my response was going to be. And I was extremely present with, you know, what he was saying. And I was silent by the time he was done. But I was just sitting there smiling because I was, I was focusing so hard to stay present and not be ready to respond. Mm. And so by the time he was done, he's like, why are you smiling? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, I'm just listening to what you're saying. And I didn't say, are you done? So I can, you know, say what I have to say. I was like, you know, I, I obviously recognize what he said and all that. And I had something to say myself. And when I was speaking, I noticed that, you know, he interrupted me and he's like, sorry if I'm interrupting, but <laughs> and I'm laughing right now. I'm laughing so much because in the moment it was also funny, but retelling the story, it's funny because it really, I mean, obviously in an interaction, you hope to give and receive hopefully back the same understanding. However, I understand also that it's really where this whole stream of thought came from for me right now is that it's really super hard to be present and it's really super hard 
to not have an agenda. It's really super hard to not respond with your own ego at the end of the day. And what you shared about your, um, you know, different response with your mom just made me think about this situation. And even though I have a lot of patience and compassion and in, in the situation where we were having a tough conversation, I remained extremely calm and present and just like went back to what I had to say. And I gave him his space to be himself because at the end of the day, we're only responsible for ourselves. And so even though I have a different lens and even though I am super present and even though I'm approaching the situation without an agenda of response and I'm completely open to be like, okay, I'm not going to assume and not going to go into this conversation be like, okay, I'm ready to talk about this. And I figure out A, B, C, D, all the possible things that I'm going to list out. Right. And that's a new thing for me because I feel like anytime, not just towards my husband, but in, in any situation where I've had discord and there has to be a conversation, I always go to the table and I don't think it's unique to me, but I think we're just innately ready to be like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation. And I assume that this is what the person is going to bring forward. And so therefore you have to have a response because you feel like you have to be defensive and shield what is about to be told to you as if what the person is telling you is about you when it's not about you, it's about them. <laughs> I'm just laughing so much right now. I'm getting so much joy from conveying this, but it's like when you are really present in, in what is and just like fully, fully, fully present and you don't have your agenda to go after, that's where like the biggest opportunity for joy is for any situation, whether it's you're rectifying an argument or, you know, you're just finishing your project at work or whatever it is. It's like your biggest opportunity to grasp onto joy is when you are present and you don't pre-calculate what your action reaction emotion is going to be. Yeah. But it is. And that's, that's being present. That's literally how do you be present without bringing your shit to the table? And I think really what we're talking about when we're being, when we're saying being present, don't bring your fear of the past happening again or your anticipation of the future to happen in a way you think, because the truth is you really don't know. And every moment is a brand new moment. So what we're talking about here is like either we're trauma fighting with trauma and no one's actually talking about what's going on or you know, people, two people, or maybe even one of the two can put their stuff aside to actually just have a conversation. To just be right there, right then, aware of what's going on, aware of their internal feeling, aware of their response. I mean, this is like emotional intelligence at its finest. You're aware of the what's showing up within you and then how you're interacting with another person in that experience. Yeah. But I don't, and I I don't think know, man. My, just like that. Go ahead. I was just going to say my laughter in, in conveying this whole story is just from the fact that it takes a lot of energy and effort to rewire not just your choices, but to stay present. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's mm. all worth it. Of course. That's, I mean, I, I definitely think it's totally worth it. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to implement. I have to say, I, I find it challenging and I find laughter behind me telling the story because 
it just brings me back to how difficult it was for me to stay present um, in that conversation. So like an uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> I don't know that it's it's uncomfortable at this point, but it's just like, wow. Like I did that. I can't believe I did that. Like I, I genuinely, genuinely that's where my laughter comes from. That's hilarious. And then none of it matters. At all. None of it matters. It's just like, where are we present? Or are we not present? Are we actually here in this experience right now? Or are we not here in this experience right now? Yeah. Hmm. I'm here. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's something I also love too. And of course, you knew I had to bring it in. I love about chanting, like kirtan and music mm. is um, as a spiritual practice. That's the module I'm on in my 300 hour and we're just talking oh, a lot jealous. about that. And Tell me more. I know, I know it's so great. Um, and there's a lot around that, um, obviously, because in my beginning, the beginning of my yogic experience, uh, initially, I was I was resistant towards a lot of the Sanskrit and the chanting and the mantras and the deities because I'm like, this is not my origin of belief. Like, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then I did a kirtan teacher training like six or seven years ago. And then that started to open me up because it was the way the sound vibration moved through me that allowed me to feel present with myself because I had to focus on just saying this one chant over and over and my mind couldn't really be anywhere else when I was doing that. So it was like a meditative process that just actually healed me because I was navigating some of the biggest trauma of my life at that time um, with everything with my dad and, you know, all that stuff for another day. But um, yeah, and now revisiting this information in this specific way is so interesting for me because we, I mean, we brought in some of that chanting to our teacher training, you know, a couple of weeks ago and just sound vibration, words being present with that re repetition is incredibly powerful to keep us present. And of course, as we know, you know, meditation, if you're not meditating every day, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, you know, mind, body, soul, everything connected. Meditation is your number one go-to for enhancing your life, truly. But uh, between meditation, chanting, um, sensing your nervous system, these are all really great tools to be in the moment, in the moment, to be actually present with what's going on. But it does take a skillfulness of a pause of what's actually happening for me right now versus reacting or being in that loop or that cycle where like you show up to a certain relationship and you expect, again, like you said, the same outcome over and over, taking a step back and being willing to believe it'll be different. Because as soon as you believe it'll be different, you show up different and then the entire dynamic of the relationship ends up being different just in general. Um, and that's kind of the power of of being willing to be present. It's smelling the, the coffee and sipping uh, the tea, like actually having your nervous system be a contributing factor to everything that you're experiencing. It's really different. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you give an example. I don't know where it was, but you're like, yeah, like how many times are you just brushing your teeth? And like, are you thinking about brushing your teeth? So ever since mm. then, I'm like, I'm brushing my teeth. I feel the vibration on my tooth. Mm. you know that's, <laughs> that's it and it's it's just crazy though to apply like even the most minimal in the most um you know just like everyday tasks that we do just being present it's 
Yeah. But one comment on the chanting is that I think that that's like one thing that literally like even more than meditation that when you're doing that, it's like you're not doing anything else. It's, it's crazy. It is yeah. a really crazy experience. It's so powerful. It's really powerful. Transcendental, <laughs> in fact. In fact, mm -hmm. indeed, it is. In fact, indeedy, in doo doo. Yes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's nice to be present. It's nice to remember that we have the gift of the present moment, and it's nice to just be in the little things. And so I think some of the ways that lack of presence also shows up too is when we are somewhere else, meaning multitasking. We know we can only do one thing at a time really well. One thing. Being on your phone when you're interacting with someone, that feels disjointed. That feels separated. Being one foot in, one foot out with something in your life, you know, like maybe whether you're with a therapist or a coach or, um, you know, a community, like are you one foot in, one foot out with what you're doing or are you fully wholeheartedly there when you're there? Um, reading, sometimes we're reading or we're listening to audiobooks and we're not even present with the information. So it's like while our subconscious is having all these experiences and taking it all in, our conscious, our focused mind being present on that too adds another layer, another beautiful gift that we get to actually feel the fullness of that moment. Yeah. Bless yeah. you, Chad. <laughs> oh, you can hear him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even I'm in present. that relationship too, I've um I've been working on just being more present and, and reading between the lines. I mean, both of us have been changing so much. Um, but he was navigating some stuff earlier and I was like, Hey, come in the room, like I know you're navigating some things, like let's just lay together and he didn't come in and instead of me being like, does he not want my support and telling myself that story, I just went in the living room to him. And I was like, I'll just listen, you know, like I just was offering myself like my presence as a gift. Like nothing else deserves my attention more than you because I know you're navigating something that my support would hopefully ideally make a difference in. So instead of having agendas, you know, once again, or making things about us, we just get the opportunity to be more present more often. It's, it really enriches our relationships. It makes such a big difference. Yeah. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like, what are we doing if we're not doing that? You know, mm. like, what are all these things that we're occupying our, uh, our attention towards and multitasking, like looking at our phone, like, like who fucking cares if you get another email right now? Like literally mm -hmm. who cares? <laughs> like what? Like who well, cares what? Like in that time and space reality, it's everything's changing, everything's changing, everything's changing. So because that's what the world we live in, we are, I think, innately trained to look towards the next thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where yeah. it comes from. But we can't fault ourselves for just being creatures of society and our programming, you know, but that's kind of where this work and spirituality and practices and, in fact, rituals and routines that make you present make the biggest difference in the way you show up in the rest of the areas where you might not have to be as focused. You know, it's like it allows you the space to train that muscle. 
whether it's spiritual practice in the morning or meditation or saging or um, slowing down, listening to your breath. I mean, breath work is such a great way to be present because you can't, it's similar to chanting. You can't really be doing anything else if you're counting your breath or listening to the sensation or feeling in your body while you're breathing. It's another amazing tool. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess with the essence of like nothing else matters and, you know, we only have this moment and what if it is your last, you know, just going back Mm. to that concept. It's like, if we could just remember these simple things, I think we could easily all stay focused on the present more often. Mm. Should we take a breath? Sure. Okay. Inhale. Exhale. Mm, so nice. nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all we have all these things to say. We're talking so fast, and we're not even breathing. Oh, (laughs) take a breath. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Um, Hope you enjoyed, and hope you have more moments of your life that are just pause moments of awareness moments of like I can really see all the color through the visual experience of my eyes and I can smell the smells through the internal experience of my nose I can hear the sounds that are off in the distance not just the obvious ones and please if you liked this episode share it with someone you love someone you know that will benefit from it we'd love to just continue to get feedback from you guys and continue to make this podcast even better and even more powerful resource for you in your life she said. Toodaloo. Bye.